Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm at the point where I'm going to put these police in the grave. I'm at the point where I want to burn the White House down. I want to take it to the senators. I want to take it to the Congress. I want to take the fight to them. And at the end of the day, if they ain't going to hear us, we burn them the f*** down. I'm one that talk real shit. I talk it in New York, and I talk it in D.C. The same way I f*** police up in New York, I f*** cops up here in D.C. The same way I bust police in the head in New York, I bust police in the head in D.C. We are living in a civil war. The problem is most of you schmucks don't know it. The problem is most of the politicians pretend they don't know it. The problem is we the people are in a civil war. In any other time, this piece of garbage that you just heard from the Black Lives Matter movement would have been in, in, in prison before you could even say Black Lives Matter. She or he just admitted that they punch or beat up cops in the street. She, she just said they wanted to burn the White House down in any other time if we didn't have a hologram in a basement and a corrupt empress running the House of Representatives named Nancy Pelosi. This piece of garbage would be in a prison. Now, where did this come from? Didn't come from the white man's oppression. Comes from deeper wells than that. And over the weekend, I had a time to think about it. And I went into Freud's death wish or death drive. And I want to talk for a minute about the psychology of the psychotics who are killing in the streets. As you know, a young man was killed by one of them over the weekend. You name, his name has been forgotten because of Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, Don Lemon, and of course, the worst man in the history of the media, the man behind it all, the man who runs CNN, who should have been turned off a long time ago, Lincoln turned off shut down newspapers, Lincoln arrested newspaper editors. Trump should arrest Jeff Zucker and close down CNN and let them all go to hell if they don't like it. No matter what anyone says, they are, they are spurring the hatred. They are steaming up the lowest mentalities in the country. The death wish, the death drive, to me, the destruction of America in the hands of the American left is driven by the death drive, Freud's death wish which is the left's vision of America. Don't exclude Biden from it. Biden is BLM. Biden is Antifa. Biden owns Antifa. Biden owns BLM. He can't have it both ways. Either he's for America or he is for the destruction of America. And we the people have no choice. 
Is Trump the perfect man? You know, I know he isn't. I've told you I've been critical of many of his policies. But he's the only choice we have. You have to choose life, not death. So what is the death wish, which you can't learn anymore from your therapist because Freud was driven out of the uh, Academy of Psychology the same way God was driven out of America? And Freud came up with the idea of the death drive, deriving it from a woman named Sabina Spielrein, who wrote a paper back in 1912 called Destruction as the Cause of Coming into Being. I'm not good at German, but it was Destruction as the Cause of Coming into Being. Die Destruktion als Ursache der Verdens. Pardon my mangled German. Freud read that paper and took it up in 1920. He wrote Beyond the Pleasure Principle. And what he was talking about in Beyond the Pleasure Principle was the fighting or the opposition in us between the ego or death instincts and the sexual or life instincts. Everybody knows that within them lies self-destruction. Everyone listening to the show I don't care what your politics are. You know you have self-destructive tendencies. And then you have creative life-producing tendencies. And what happened here in America is that the, the, uh, the hatred for God, the hatred for religion, drove the creative life-producing drives out of America. The glorification of death by the vermin in Hollywood, the Harvey Weinsteins, the filthy degenerates who run Hollywood, run the media, run the news business, are all death worshipers. As you've heard the say, saying, if it burns, it earns, right? That is why the news thrives on hatred and death. When have you last seen them glorifying propagation between a married couple, a family, a healthy family, or life-producing, uh, any life-producing, life-producing images? You don't see that. Every life-producing image is laughed at and mocked by the vermin in the media. And so the death wish, the death drive that was out to destroy mankind that has to be fought with on a daily basis has now taken over the American psyche because of the vermin in the media and the filth in Hollywood. The sickest minds of our de generation are not in madhouses where they belong. They're on yachts in the Mediterranean uh, of length more than 300 feet. The sickest, most degenerate minds of our time producing the most foul music, the most foul imagery, has now created a class of people who are out to destroy and burn the nation to the ground. And not one word comes out of the mouths of Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, who would be president, to say this is wrong. The young man who was shot and killed over the weekend uh, was not even mentioned by Nancy Pelosi. You know, I sent that story to a friend of mine who was a combat veteran, a highly decorated combat veteran from Vietnam, second generation, great American patriot. I wanted to see what he would have to say about it. He sent back a one-line answer when I showed him the picture of the guy, the patriot shot dead by the left-wing fanatic. And all he said was, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. I guess what he was saying is, if you go out dressed in combat gear with weapons and you think it's a game, think twice. You better be willing, willing to die. If you're dressed as a soldier, you've got to understand soldiers die in combat. Well, one for our side died in combat. 
So far, have they arrested Jim? Have they arrested him? Or they're still investigating? No. They're still investigating the man who shot him dead. You hear? They're still investigating in Oregon, even though there's video of him shooting this kid dead. If you live by this sword, you better be ready to die by this sword. This is not a game. This is not a video game. This is not a, a, a little a campaign slogan. And so it comes down again to the man who did the killing, the Antifa who are screaming they're going to burn the White House down and without getting arrested. You know, you're saying, well, why doesn't Trump do anything? Everyone's asking the same question. It's the pregnant question. The pregnant question is, why is Trump doing nothing? He's running as a law and order candidate while we have the worst discord, the worst lawlessness I've seen in my lifetime going back to the Vietnam War era. I've never seen anything like this. Why does Trump do nothing? Well, you could say he tried. He sent in feds and the vermin in Portland drove him out, drove them out. The, the communist pot smoking mayor drove them out. The governor of Oregon drove out the feds. And then the rest, of course, is history. And now there's a dead guy. The man who killed him, or were his suspected who killed him, says he's 100 percent Antifa. He is a white man. And uh, he has a Black Lives Matter tattoo on his neck. He was identified by a distinctive tattoo on his neck of a black power fist. This is a white man as well as a call from his estranged sister who recognized him in video and photos of the deadly attack. The 36-year-old sister, whom the Oregonian agreed not to name, was first alerted after a threatening call that woke her at 8 a.m. Sunday warning that, quote, our whole family was in danger unless we turned him over. She said, we reached out to police and confirmed that we, were, we recognized Michael in the screenshots. That's the murderer, the alleged murderer, Michael, whatever. From the shooting, she told the paper. He's allegedly a father of two who's estranged from most of his family. Anyway, his name is Michael Reinoel, R-E-I-N-O-E-H-L. Regularly posts about Black Lives Matter and the protests on his social media. And he said every revolution needs people that are willing and ready to fight, he wrote in June, comparing it to his time in the army. The killer said, I am 100% Antifa all the way. I'm willing to fight for my brothers and sisters, insisting he would not run from violence. Thus far, the false authorities in Oregon have not arrested him so far as we know. And there is a dead man named Aaron Danielson, a supporter of the Patriot Prayer Group, who was part of the caravan of Trump supporters who flooded the city on Saturday because the police were forced to stand down. And then behind them, we have the mobs in Black Lives Matter threatening to burn down the White House. Again, I have to go back to Freud's death wish to try in my mind to intellectually understand how this could be happening in my country. How could so many people who were so self-destructive and destructive of the nation be not only glorified, but allowed to function without being arrested immediately for what they are threatening? I'll leave it to you, but I'm going to ask you a loaded question. I have my answer. Here's my loaded question of the day. To me, the American left has a vision for the death of this country. Biden, Antifa, BLM are now one. They are wed. They are one and the same. They are 100% Antifa. The Democrats have now tied themselves to the riots. Who do you blame 
for the death in Oregon. Can you explain why Trump is doing nothing? I mean, I think we understand why is that no matter what he does, he's going to be blamed for being wrong by doing nothing. He's being blamed. If he sends in the 82nd Airborne and the, or the 101st Airborne, which is his right to do so, because if this is not an insurrection, tell me what one looks like. If he sends them in and they do what has to be done, which is put down the feral animals in the streets who are burning, looting and now killing. And he finally puts down the feral animals and puts an end to this. He will be called Hitler and Mussolini. He will give the left everything they want. But if he does nothing, if he continues to do nothing, which is what he is doing, he's going to lose his base of support. who will throw their hands up and say, what the hell is the difference? I'm not voting for anybody. So I can ask you a loaded question on today's program, which is what should Trump do, if anything? Who do you blame for this murder in Portland? How do you feel about all of this? I know how I feel. Last night, I didn't intend to. I tried to avoid it. I've been advised not to get emotionally involved, but that's my nature is to be very emotionally involved. And so I did a um, thing called Periscope on Twitter along the lines of what I'm talking about with you today on the radio. You can follow it on Facebook now. You can see it on my website, michaelsavage.com. You can hear me last night in the throes of my passions on this subject of what was done and what, what should be done, by the way to stop the scorched earth policies of Joe Biden's followers. Or you can hear it today in hour two of this show. We'll play the entire clip from Periscope right on the radio today for those of you who are not on Twitter, not on Facebook, not on Instagram. But the scorched earth policies of Joe Biden's shock troops. And remember, Joe Biden's shock troops are the Black Lives Matter violent rioters in the streets. They are his street thugs. They are his army. They are the armies of the night that Joe Biden thinks will put him into the White House. Make no mistake about it. America is in a civil war. I'll be right back. Savage. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Look, these days it's not always easy to get together with the people we love, but a great way to feel close to those who can't be with us is through a painting from Paint Your Life. This is a great, great thing. You get a professional hand-painted portrait, created from any photo that you send in at a truly affordable price. Then you choose from a team of world-class artists and you work with them on the web until every detail of that picture that you have ordered is perfect. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Quick and easy. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. You send any picture of yourself, your children, family, a special place, cherished pet, or combine all the photos together. This makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or Father's Day gift. It really is great. I got one of Teddy. It's meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. It's a gift that will make the recipient feel close to you, even when you can't be there. Paint Your Life portraits are a gift that will keep on giving. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. 
If you don't love the final painting, you're going to get your money back, fully refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. You heard me right. 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer going, text the word SAVAGE to 64000. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. Text SAVAGE to 64000. I want you to paint your life to celebrate the moments that matter most. Text SAVAGE to 64000. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. That's Biden's shock troops out there. So today's show is Freud's death wish, Biden and BLM's plan for America, which is the destruction of the nation that your ancestors fought for and that many of you who are immigrants came to. Who is to blame for this violence? I ask you today on the program. The left to me is in the middle of a death wish for America, actively trying to destroy the country. Just look in the street, listen to them. But who is to blame? Do you blame the left-wing politicians like Pelosi who said she likes disruptors? Do you blame fat slobs like Nadler who say Antifa is a myth? Do you blame vermin on CNN and MSNBC like Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper who say these are peaceful protests while buildings are burning on their own screens? Do you blame the anarchists and activists who are insane, looting and pillaging every city for, any, for no reason whatsoever? Do you blame the left-wing local leaders who are standing by and watching it all burn without saying anything? Do you blame the president? Are his words stroking division? Do you think he's not doing enough to stop the violence? Do you blame the cops who are the only thing we have between us and them until they neutralize the police? Or do you blame yourself? Did you do enough as the left kept encroaching nearer and nearer to the socialist utopia they claimed they wanted? Did you send your children to these colleges only to see them radicalized and wind up in the streets? Did you sit by and shrug your shoulders and watch another sports game and drink another Chardonnay as the culture gradually changed, turning the nuclear family into a mockery by the perverts in the media? Did you sit by as the church was melted down by those who hate God? Did you sit by as God was thrown into the gutter? Yes, the left does have a death wish. We all know that. But who is to blame for all of this violence and how do we stop it is the only question. Let me take a quick call. Mike on line three. We only have 30 seconds. Mike, fire away. I blame myself, Michael, but I also blame the entirety of conservative media that refuses to point out the fact that never in recorded history is tyrants 
and the tyranny they practice been beaten back by a vote or a protest. It's always been at the, either the point of a sword or the end of a rifle barrel. Well, who is the tyrant, though? The, the blue state, look, these, these people in the streets are proxy tyrants. Facilit you are right. Those are good words. They are proxy tyrants. Savage. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy. And I'm telling you, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer. Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the Savage States of America. Racial issues, race, race wars, economic meltdown, the pandemic locking us up in houses. This is what's shaping up for the election. I call it our fight for America. All of it is discussed in my new book, Our Fight for America. It's a very important book for a number of reasons. First of all, it's a continuation of all the previous bestsellers I have written. And I've been consistent in my discussions about the pandemic, at least since late January. I disagree with Dr. Fauci right from the beginning. I called for selective quarantine. 
How about during race wars that Obama started? I warned during the Obama years that a civil war could come to America if he didn't stop. And only restraint on the part of the left would stop it. Was I wrong? On the economy, was I wrong about what's going on? Only the very rich are thriving while the small people are dying. And so I'm saying to you, our fight for America is your fight for America. The war continues for the sake of yourself, for the sake of America, to discuss it with people who are undecided about the election. There's only one place to go, one source to turn to. And that's Michael Savage's Our Fight for America, available now on Amazon. You know, I was looking back at who I dedicated my book, Stop Mass Hysteria, to. The book is dedicated to the men and women of law enforcement who are on the front lines protecting the rest of us from the violent, radical left-wing street criminals whose goal is to tear our society into pieces. I don't think anyone has said it more clearly than I. And in Stop Mass Hysteria, listen to the description. Savage deconstructs the left's unhinged response to traditional American values like borders, language, and culture, but takes the reader on an unprecedented journey through the long history of mass hysteria in the United States. Well, in my current book, out September 15th, I don't go into history. I go into now. Because now is all we have. Do you know that if you click on, if you click on Antifa.com, it redirects to JoeBiden.com? Does anyone know this? Antifa.com clicks to JoeBiden.com. I warned you that the left uses these violent people in the street, whether they're called Black Lives Matter today or Antifa. They have different names in different times. They are used to uh, scare us. They're used to scare us into submission. Just as Mussolini had the black shirts and Hitler had the brown shirts, Biden now has his Antifa and BLM. They don't need to wear a shirt. They are the street thugs. They are the street troops. And so what do we do about it? What is our opportunity here? How do we survive this as Americans who want to be left alone to go about our business and to just be left the hell alone? We have no choice. It's Trump or nobody. There's no in-between. You may say that's very cynical. You may say you don't like Donald Trump. You may say that he is, in a way, responsible for some of the discord. You're all wrong about it, by the way. Everything he tried to do was blocked by the Democrat Party. Everything he tried to do with regard to the border was blocked by Nancy Pelosi. Everything he tried to do with stopping the riots in Portland was stopped by the Portland mayor and governor. So, you know, you're not right when you say he's not doing anything. He tried to do it. So how do we stop this death wish of the left? How do we turn this country back to something beautiful? You know, how many of these people in Black Lives Matter were recently released from prison? You know about all of this no bail policy? How many of the street thugs in Antifa are out with no bail? How many of them belong behind bars anyway? How many were released by Governor Newsom? How many were released by Governor Cuomo? How many were released by the governors of these left-wing states? How many of them are hardened criminals? Let me ask you a question, all of the, those of you who don't know what to decide. 
if you were a drug dealer in one of these cities, which side would you be on? Wouldn't you be anti-police? Wouldn't you be laughing all the way to the Swiss coin bank? If you're a drug dealer selling drugs in these cities, who is your enemy? The cops. The detectives. So now that they've been neutralized by Biden's street thugs, your business has never been better. You're now safe to ply your trade, your drug trade, because the cops have been neutralized. And then you use the hysterical white college girls to scream about Black Lives Matter and police and this and that. And you laugh all the way to the to the coin, to the gold coin bank. Don't you understand how many of these violent street thugs are, in fact, part of drug gangs in the cities? You don't understand any of this because it hasn't been pointed out to you by Fox News or anyone else. They're too busy uh, chasing women around the newsroom. At least that's what we hear about Fox News. Sounds like a crazy place to be. Every other day there's another sexual harassment suit. But let's leave that aside and let's not get to be too comedic in the political arena right now. Because it's very hard to turn this into a humorous show. As much as I would like to, I didn't turn it into a humorous show. Last caller called the street thugs proxy tyrants. I wish we had time to hear more of his thoughts. I wish he would call back. Jim, Jim leave an open line. He, he was trying to get to a point that he was very smart. He said proxy tyrants are in the streets. What would you call that uh, Black Lives Matter one who said she's going to burn the White House down? Or the one who said she likes to bust up police in New York? I bust police in the head in New York. Why are they not in jail? Are you telling me that a nation that defeated ISIS in door-to-door, hand-to-hand combat, cannot send in one squad of special forces into Portland, into Seattle, into New York, into Chicago, and take out the leadership in less than 30 minutes? Take them down and put them down like the feral animals they are. They're not freedom fighters. They're not fighting for freedom for anybody. They're fighting to destroy and to kill and to murder and to burn and to leave America nothing but a cinder. And you, the man in the middle, you, the woman in the middle, what, what are you worried about? What's your issue? Tell me what your issue is. If I see one more liberal synagogue, if I see one more liberal church signing on with BLM, all I can say to you is these are the people who have dug their own graves. They don't even know who the hell they're signing on to. They have no idea who BLM is. They do not know it's a radical Marxist anti-capitalist organization would burn them to the ground. They would burn the churches and synagogues to the ground if they had the power. They have no idea what they're doing. These liberal rabbis, these liberal preachers, they have no idea about anything. They're not fit to lead us in prayer because they don't know what they're doing. And so the phone number is 855-407-282. And I ask you, the callers, who you blame. How would you resolve this? You can't make peace with people who say they're going to burn the effing city down. They belong in prison. They need cops to go in there or a National Guard to go in there with fixed bayonets and, and take them out and put them away. How would you end this? How would you de-escalate this? Michael in California, how would you de-escalate this violence? Michael, go ahead, please. Jim, grab the caller. Okay, I love when you do that. You go to a caller and they're already on hold and they don't even know. 
Okay, 855-400-7282. Sacramento, Diane, line six. Go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. Hi, Dr. Savage. Um, I, um, I believe that if more people paid attention to the sheriffs in this country and realized they are elected, and if you get a good stand-up sheriff, they don't kowtow to mayors. They don't kowtow to the AG. They don't kowtow. Yeah, but what, look what happened to Sheriff Clark when he, when he tried to do the right thing. Remember him? We have a sheriff in Sacramento. Sheriff. Okay. And w- I know the sheriffs in, in the Bay Area are the best I've ever seen. Well. But I have spoken to some of them off the record. Mm-hmm. And because of the anti-police politicians, they are not going to do the job they did before because they're afraid they'll go to jail. It's the politicians, Diane. Oh, well, they have to be. It's Governor Newsom. It's the invisible mayors of these communist cities. They are the problem. Invisible. The mayors, gracious. Um, We had the riots uh, two, three nights ago in Sacramento. Friday night, I think it started. And uh, the next morning, uh, Sheriff Jones pulled no punches. He slammed... The city government, he slammed... But did they arrest anyone? Is that, did anyone go to prison? Um, I don't know about prison. Well, so then what's the good? They could riot every night and then get arrested and get released by the psycho judges. Well, that's true. And then by the mayors who say that they're just peaceful protesters. But, and then by the scum on CNN and the local news people who are all worthless. But, Look at these local news people, how evil, how evil they really are. Look at these smiling, stupid men and women in local news. Look at them all. Calling them peaceful protesters or even calling them protesters. They're not protesters. They are violent revolutionaries. You know that and I know that. Absolutely. Well, okay. There's only one solution to it. And that is the only thing violent people understand is more violence. Could you negotiate with ISIS as they were raping and burning and looting their way across the Middle East, destroying statues? You know, speaking of statues for a minute, without getting onto a tangent, the American left started by knocking down Confederate statues. And most of you said, eh, I don't care about Robert E. Lee. Let him knock down a statue. Then they started knocking down our own heritage across America. You said, I don't really care. It's about a statue. It's an inanimate object. What happened because they were not thrown in prison? for 20 years at hard labor, by the way. Well, that wasn't enough for the American left. Following their death wish, what did they do next? They started burning and looting cities. What happened next? They started killing people in the streets. What happened next? You're next. Next, they're coming to your home in the safe white suburbs to get you. And there's going to be no one left to protect you. Savage. We're talking about the American left's death drive or death wish. I try to tie it to uh, Freud's ideas on this thing. And I asked you who was to blame for the violence. You do know that Biden owns the American left. Biden and Antifa and BLM are one and the same. You also know, no matter what your political orientation is, that you have negative impulses, that you have to fight some of you more, some of you less. I tried to explain in my piece over the weekend that in the Jewish theological view, 
All of us have what is known as a Yetzirah, which is an evil impulse. But in the Jewish mystical tradition, you don't try to crush the evil impulse because you can't. What you do is you channel it, you capture it, and you turn it towards good. This is a very complicated story that takes more than a minute between ads on a commercial radio show. And maybe after my radio career is over, I'll become a guru. I'm thinking about it. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The Savage Nation. I'm kind of torn between two directions right now. One is to do the radio show stick to, you know, who do you blame for the violence, talk about the death wish of the American left, and how uh, Biden owns Antifa and BLM. He is BLM. Biden is Antifa. Biden is BLM because he's never condemned them. The American left is Black Lives Matter. But I don't know if I want to go there. I mean, there's another part of me that wants to just do this from a philosophical point of view, which doesn't lend itself well to a very intense daily national radio show it lends itself to a small seminar a group of 10 or 20 people and of course we're not that and the reason i'm thinking about that is because i've thought about it for many years people have said to me michael you know with your brain your voice your natural leadership abilities god you could have been this you could have been that i said well i am what i want to be what do you mean i could have been what do you want me to be like a Indian guru in Antelope, Oregon, with a fleet of Rolls Royces and women throwing themselves at me. That's not what I want to be. And then I watched a show last night on HBO called The Vow, which is about a cult very much like EST or like that group in Antelope, Oregon, run by that Indian Maharaja Maharishi guy. And it was run by another guy, another con man, the Nexium cult, which is allegedly known as a sex cult. But it was much more than just a sex cult. <clears throat> it was, they're now being charging that guy with uh, human trafficking and this and that. And I watched it. I, I was like, what is this? Who is this guy? He doesn't even look very captivating. Kind of a short guy with long hair who's up all night playing volleyball with his acolytes. You know, who is this guy? How did he get all these people to follow him? And then I realized what a cult is. The American left today is a cult. Black Lives Matter is a cult followed, led by criminals. Make no mistake about it. Black Lives Matter is created by and led by criminals and led by cultists who think they're going to create a perfect world. Who is Antifa? Is it your son? Is it your daughter? Is it you? You're in a cult. You're following a death drive through aggression. 
What you are is suicidal. And you really want to kill yourself. You hate yourself. You hate life. And so what you do is you project it onto Donald Trump, the white man, America. And in normal times, you would be stopped. You'd be allowed to rant as you wanted to somewhere. I don't know, letters, emails, or the normal place for the lunatics of the left, universities, with these suicidal ideations. You could just teach in a college and get away with it, take out your aggression on the poor children. But now you're in the streets burning cities, looting, beating people up, and killing people. And you should be stopped at all costs. I read this morning, and we're looking for an update, that the mayor, the the pothead mayor of Portland, agreed to let Donald Trump and the governor send in uh, some feds to Portland to finally put an end to it. Have they followed up? I don't know. I don't see anything yet. Where are they? Where are the fixed bayonets and the helmets? Don't see them. Now, many of you are misinformed. You think that the president has no right to call in the military domestically. You're 100% wrong. Let's go back to the Insurrection Act of 1807. It's a federal law that empowers the president of the United States to deploy U.S. military and federalized National Guard within the United States uh, in particular circumstances, not in general, such as to suppress civil disorder, insurrection, and rebellion. And this is the most important part. It provides a statutory exception to the Posse Comitatus Act of 1878, which wisely limits the use of military personnel under federal command for law enforcement within the United States. I cover this in great detail in my new book. And I hope you'll understand why it's important that you have this in your hand come the election to discuss these things with the undecided relatives and friends that you may have. The president called in the military domestically at least seven times going back to 1957, again spelled out in my forthcoming book, which is called The War for America or The Fight for America. The war continues. Eisenhower called him in in September of 57 in the desegregation of desegregation of Little Rock School. Riots erupted on the campuses of the University of Mississippi in Oxford, September 1962, when James Meredith, a black Air Force veteran, attempted to integrate the all-white school. Despite the fact that there were 120 federal marshals to protect Meredith from harm, the crowd turned violent. The next morning, two civilians were dead. What happened next was federal troops under federal protection. Again, May 16, 1963. African-Americans admitted George Wallace campaign promised to prevent the integration. And he yielded when President John F. Kennedy federalized Alabama's National Guard. So you see, Trump can federalize a National Guard in Oregon. He doesn't have to send in federal troops, but they have been sent in before. I don't know if you know about that. But the U.S. has sent in federal troops. The days following Martin Luther King's assassination, 13,600 troops occupied Washington. Most occupied U.S. cities since the Civil War. That was to stop the murder and looting that broke out across the city. It took federal troops to stop them. Detroit riots, 1967. 1967, ignited in Detroit. Period of violence in the city that left 43 people dead. Millions of dollars in property destroyed. Sound familiar? What stopped them? Thousands of army troops and National Guardsmen called to the city. Many, many of the riders were shot dead in the gutter. 
like the feral animals that they are. There is only one thing that stops violence like this, and that is violence, not peace. And so this morning I read that uh, the mayor of Portland, so-called, the governor of Oregon, another left-wing fanatic, again blaming the right wing for the death, uh, agreed to let Donald Trump federalize troops, the National Guard. Are they there yet, Brian? We're looking for the news. Don't know. They allowed it, but are they in there? Are they putting down the feral animals in the street? I don't know. So that's what we're talking about today is who to blame for the violence. I mean, the left we know is a death cult. The left wing in America poses as wanting liberation, liberal is wanting liberalism and liberation. But they're a death cult. They are trying to destroy the country because they want to destroy themselves. Just look at the streets. There's your answer. Pelosi says she likes disruptors. She encourages them. Nadler says Antifa is a myth. The anarchists and activists looting and pillaging. Death wish. President. They say he's stoking division. How is he stoking division? By calling for calm. The cops themselves, who are the only thing between us and these vermin, who have now been neutralized by the vermin because of people like you. The Republicans who have given the minority vote to Democrats over and over again, who say nothing, the do-nothing, check-pants, country club Republicans. Or is it you? You blaming yourself for not standing up to those screaming they were going to impose a socialist utopia as your culture was destroyed by them, as they mock the church, mock the family, mock God, mock the police. Who's going to be there for you when they come for you? Last night in Washington, D.C., a group of the Black Lives Matter thugs marched through the suburbs of Washington, D.C., screaming at people in their houses, saying, come out, come out of your houses, come out, we're going to get you, come out, come out. What you are going to do when they come for you? So this election is about law and order, race wars, the pandemic, the economic meltdown, how can how can Biden promise us a better economy? What would he do that Trump hasn't done that would give us a better economy? Let, let's put the word Trump out of it and Biden out of it. What can any politician do to make the economy better than it is right now? The economy's in a meltdown. 55% of all the stores in San Francisco, for example, are shuttered and they'll never reopen. Never. Because of the psychosis about COVID. One of the greatest myths in human history is the COVID myth. Yes, it's a real disease. Yes, it kills. But did you see the statistic that came out over the weekend? No, you didn't. You didn't because you rely upon empty suits and empty skirts in the media. I hope you saw that. It was pretty shocking. I hope it's still up on michaelsavage.com. I'm trying to find it. Maybe it's down because there's so much new from the BLM uh, uh, chaos. Here it is. Got it. Shock report. The CDC quietly updates COVID-19 numbers. Only 9,210 Americans died from COVID-19 alone. Only 9,210 Americans died from COVID-19 alone. Tell that to Wolf Blitzer, the worst propagandist in the history of the American media. Are you listening to this? Based on the recommendation of, recommendation of Dr. Fraud and that scoffed lady, the U.S. shut down the entire economy owing to about 9,000 deaths due to the China coronavirus. 
And they admitted that only 6% of all the 150,000 deaths actually died from COVID. The other 94% had two to three other serious illnesses and the overwhelming majority were a very advanced age. We have the data for you on Michael Savage, which we linked from Gateway Pundit. And so this global hysteria was what drove the economy into the toilet. The number of deaths related to the China coronavirus is minuscule. The virus itself is naturally dying out. Cases may be increasing around the world, but hospitalizations and deaths are decreasing. I had an incident Wednesday night. I don't want to go into detail, but I had to go to the hospital. I didn't want to go in the worst way. I try to resist going. I'm afraid of hospitals to begin with. I've always seen them as, uh, as, as harbingers of contagion. Make a long story short, I had to go into a, a, like a COVID ambulance. <laughs> so, okay, whatever. Thank God for the 911. Thank God for this. Thank God for that. So I get into the ER room, do some tests. And uh, it's like a four-bed ER room on this side of the emergency room. There was a guy next to me. I don't know what it was, but they moved him somewhere. Then it was quiet for a while. And then a cop came in with a prisoner causing a ruckus. The prisoner knew how to pull the chains of the prison to get out of prison for the night. He said this was hurting. That was, They know how to work. The prisoners know how to work the system thanks to the vermin in the legal profession. And so they know just what to say to avoid, uh, to, to, uh, to get taken out of jail for the night and taken care of. And that bum, that prisoner got better care than I did. The doctors were running. The nurses were running. He was causing such a ha- havoc in there. I said to myself, what a twisted system because of the lawyers in this country. But that was another story. Anyway, I was released at four in the morning. There was no one there to take me. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I just was there. I had to take myself there and I had to get myself home. There was no one there in the ER room with me, which is the life that we lead today. In the movie version, all my friends are around me in chairs. You know, like you watch The Sopranos when someone's in the hospital, all the friends are there. They're sitting around. Your family is there. No one's there for you. We're born alone and we die alone. Let me tell you that right now. But there's a certain strength in knowing that you can handle it alone. Come out of the hospital at four in the morning. I say to the nice lady in the front, is there a taxi available? All the nurses said there would be. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me call you one. So they call the local. No, no, no one's available for two hours. So they're four in the morning looking at the stars. I'm kind of gorded out of my, whacked out of my mind on pain meds from the doctor. (laughs) Why he shot me up like he did. I'm staring at the stars saying, how the hell did I wind up here alone at four in the morning outside of a hospital? I look like... Big chin giganti, I'm in pajamas, a bathrobe, a knit cap, with a sack on my shoulder, standing there, and I didn't have a cab. I said, how am I going to get home? So I said, hey, there's a thing called Uber. I call Uber. Thank God for immigrants. So I watched the the little cockroach, I call it, make a U-turn down the road. You know, you go on Uber and you watch the cockroach turn, how it, how it comes to you. I'm saying, oh, I pray to God the guy gets here. And I'm standing there looking at the stars for 20 minutes, the cockroach starts to come near the the, ho- the hospital. I'm saying, this guy's not going to let me in his car. He's going to see a guy with a bathrobe and pajamas with a knit cap with a sack. He's going to think I'm a crazy man. So I went up to the car as slowly as I could. And I tried to say, don't worry, I'm okay. I'm not crazy. Then I realized he must think I'm really crazy that they just let me out of a nut. No. But it wasn't about mental that got me in there. It was physical. Turned out it was pleurisy or something like that from the smoke inhalation. The two weeks of breathing this in was like smoking two cartons of cigarettes in this filthy, disgusting state that God hates. 
Forests are burning for a number of reasons, primarily because they cannot manage the forests because of the stupid idiots who run the Forest Service that will not cut dead trees because of the morons in the state government. Every year, it's the same thing. Napa burned, Sonoma burned two years ago, and the morons still didn't let them trim the brush. So here we have another set of fires burning away, killing the forest, killing animals, poisoning everyone's lungs. And again, the governor has nothing to do with it. So here I was, I get in the car, the guy's an immigrant from Brazil, and uh, he got me home. The point is that there is no point to all of this. We're living in the worst of times and the worst of times, and they're going to get a lot worse. So the only question to you is, who do you blame for the violence and how would you stop it? I'll be right back. to. T- oh, by the way, at the bottom of the hour, as promised, I will play for you last night's Sermon on the Mount right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Racial issues, economic meltdown, the pandemic, locking us up in houses. This is what's shaping up for the election. I call it our fight for America. All of it is discussed in my new book, Our Fight for America. It's a very important book for a number of reasons. First of all, it's a continuation of all the previous bestsellers I have written. And I've been consistent in my discussions about the pandemic, at least since late January. I disagree with Dr. Fauci right from the beginning. I called for selective quarantine. How about during race wars that Obama started? I warned during the Obama years that a civil war could come to America if he didn't stop. And only restraint on the part of the left would stop it. Was I wrong? For the sake of yourself, for the sake of America, to discuss it with people who are undecided about the election, there's only one place to go, one source to turn to, and that's Michael Savage's Our Fight for America, available now on Amazon. We are all in this together. It's Our Fight for America. Sue has 30 seconds to sound off. Sue, go ahead, please. Michael, is it possible that we are seeing the left being granted their death wish, that there is, in fact, an implosion going on? Well, what do you mean? You think that they're killing themselves by burning a city to the ground? Well, and by br- breaking windows and stealing braziers? I'm sorry. The longer. No, well, where, where do you see. Of course it's a death wish. But they're, they're destroying our cities, is what I'm saying. I'm saying. And Trump needs to federalize the National Guard using the Insurrection, Insurrection Act of 1807. Sue, stay in the line and give your address to Jim because we're starting to give out copies of my book, Our Fight for America. Anyone who gets on this show gets a free copy of my great new book, Our Fight for America, which spells all of this out. When I come back, my sermon from last night, right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. This is Michael Savage. Tonight, I'm going to speak for a very few minutes about the uh, violence and death of the American left towards American patriots as exhibited by the murderer in Portland. The vermin in the media are directly responsible. Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, you name them. They have vilified every patriot, every conservative, every supporter of Donald Trump and made us into fascists. Let me explain something to you. The blood is on the hands of these scumbags. These people are the worst scum the planet has ever seen. They are the scourge of humanity. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, the shooter should be found, arrested. 
Now, years ago, I wrote liberalism as a mental disorder. I'm not here to tell you about that because it's obvious by the day how sick these people are. Pardon me. Pardon me. Let me explain something to you. Let me explain it very carefully. Let's go all the way back to psychology. Let's go back to Freud. Yeah, Freud, who was debunked by the left, by the lesbians and the gays who said he didn't exist, that Freud was stupid. Freud was not modern. Freud didn't know contemporary psychology. Freud didn't understand anything. These sick, godless, demented people will tear this country down to the point where it doesn't exist. We're in a war for the survival of America. We've heard that on both sides, haven't we? So let me run back to Freud again. Freud wrote about the death instinct, the death wish, didn't he? He wrote about the death wish. So let me ask you, who is presenting the death wish for America? The patriots who want to support America? Or the Black Lives Matter? Antifa death worshippers? who bring death, destruction, and fire wherever they go. Death, destruction, and fire wherever they go. They do not stand for anything good. They are the evil of our time. BLM, forget about the word black. Do you know who runs it? Do you know who these gangsters are? You don't know, do you? I was shocked over the weekend to find out that local Churches, local synagogues signed on to BLM without knowing that BLM hates Jews, hates Israel. But that didn't stop the liberal Jews from again giving them a spade to dig the grave. Once again, on the wrong side of history. But I chose to say nothing. This death in Portland was only the beginning. Again, go back to Freud's death wish. As you know by your own psyche, you have positive influences, positive impulses, and negative impulses. You have the life force, you have the death force within you. We all do. And we have to fight against the death force. Antifa is the death force of America. BLM is the death force of America. Death force, death wish, death wish, death wish, death wish. Death wish, BLM, Antifa, death wish for America. So this young man who got up, got up because the government wouldn't stop 90 days of psychotic evil. Governor Brown did nothing. Pothead Mayor did nothing. Trump tried to send in the feds. And you, the American left, said he was a fascist for trying to stop the burning and the looting. You are the death wish. The American left is the death wish of America. In the Jewish theological teachings, there's a thing called the Yetzirah, the evil impulse. And it is said that we all have this evil impulse. It takes us to bad places. And that we must learn not to kill the death wish but to engage the death wish or the Yetzirah and bring it to the good side, the side of light, the side of God. As I speak to you tonight, 
America is in the throes of a battle, an epic battle between the life force and the death force. Make no mistake about it, those black-clad vermin in Antifa are the death wish. They are all of the pot-smoking death wishers of America. The evil, the drugs, they stand for nothing good, only to tear down and break. They are the death wish. You who are listening to the show have to make a decision. Do you want to choose life or do you want to choose death? Biden is on the side of the death wish. He himself is nothing. He is an insignificant factotum. And nobody, a zero, a senile, how did I call it? A hologram in a basement. That's all he is. The real force behind him, you don't know who they are. We know who funds him. Everyone knows who the funds come from. Those who want to tear down America, destroy the middle class, break us into a two-class society of the rich and the poor, and then turn us over whole to the European Union. Delivered on a platter by George Soros. But let's leave him aside for the moment, him and his evil son. Let's leave the funders of Black Death Matters aside for the moment. Let's talk about life. And remember what I'm going to say to you tonight. Let's not lose the forest for the trees. God speaks to you tonight through me. I haven't done one of these in many months. I was in the hospital Wednesday night. I never thought I would speak again. I wasn't on the air on Thursday. I wasn't on the air on Friday. I wasn't going to be on this today. But as I sit here looking at the forest, I can see the trees. And Freud talked about the death wish. Antifa, BLM, CNN, George Soros, they are the death wish for America and the world. And you, the people who choose life, must understand what is at stake. Biden represents the death wish. Biden does not represent the life of America. He represents the death of America. I'm going to sign off in a few moments because I've said all I want to say. I haven't said more than I want to say. I haven't said less than I want to say. But I will remind you again. Tonight on the Savage podcast called Periscope on Twitter, which I enjoy very much because it's a forum of freedom. I know the rules. I don't go over the rules. The owner of Twitter is a very wealthy man. He does not want America to die. Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Facebook, despite the posing and the games, is a billionaire many times over. He does not want America to die. They understand that they will be torn down and destroyed and trampled in the gutter by Antifa and BLM if they do not stop them. So at the end of this little speech that I have given you tonight, where I have cited Sigmund Freud and the Jewish teachings, I'll close with one word or one, one sentence. Choose life. Therefore, choose life. Do not choose death. Reject the left. Reject Antifa. Reject BLM. Reject Biden. God bless America because the war has just begun. 
No, that was unexpected. I didn't plan on it. <clears throat> I'd spent the whole day alone doing trivial things. I think I was washing and cleaning things. And somehow my mind gets very clear if I spend a lot of time cleaning. I read years ago that uh, Golda Meir, the former Prime Minister of Israel, before she made decisions of war, she would get on her knees and clean her house. I know it sounds crazy. And she said that by the time she got through cleaning her house, she could make a decision that was clear for her country. I didn't clean my car yesterday to make a decision for my audience or for myself. It's just what happened. And I mentioned in the little sermon last night, it's a strange thing as I was doing that, just, just a heck of it for those of you who follow the show and are fans of mine, you may as well know a little bit more. So I was sitting alone in a house on a hill looking, the trees were blowing very strongly. The wind was crazy and blowing, right? And um, sitting at the table doing this, I have a book open in front of me, and I'm looking out the window to a forest adjacent to the house, and as God is my witness, in the tree, I saw the face, a face that looked like a man looking at me. So I said, what am I hallucinating? I didn't drink tonight. I didn't take any medication tonight. I saw a face staring at me through the trees, and it was an odd face. It wasn't malevolent. It wasn't benign. It was a face. So I brought up in Judaism the Yetzirah, the congenital inclination to do evil by violating the will of God. We all have it. But you see, you have to understand, it's not a demonic force. It's not a demonic force in us. It's uh, an evil inclination. And we all have this evil inclination. I, I went through this in my 40s. I was torn in half. I thought I'd lose my mind. And then I studied some of the mystical teachings without becoming very religious. I couldn't get into the rituals or traditions that much. But the learnings of some of these geniuses. And so when I stumbled on this, the teaching was, unlike we are taught in modern times, you know, suppress the evil inclination. I was taught, don't suppress it. Get hold of it and work with it. And I, I, I started to think about that. So once I met a mystical guy from Russia, some rabbi guy. I don't know. He was the poor, I knew he was the real thing because he was poor. He came to America. I forget his name. And he wasn't a rich priest or a rich rabbi like too many of them today. He was a poor man. He arrived with a, not even with a suitcase, but with a, uh, a, a carton with a string around it. And he sat and talked to me smoking a cigarette. Old school, old school guy. I told him what was troubling me. And he said to me, he said, you really have no problems. He said, what you should do is listen to what I'm going to say to you. The man who has... The greatest inclination to do evil, meaning the people who would do the most evil, he said, are those who could do the most good. It, it turned me upside down. In other words, those of us who are torn between good and evil in ourselves and really tormented, I mean really tormented, and are filled with passion to do evil, he said, those are the ones who can do the most good if they learn to channel that evil force. Well, I just spent a lot of time thinking about that. I know many of you are listening to me, you're former convicts, and you saw the same thing through your Christianity, maybe through the Quran. I don't know what the Quran teaches. But just remember, those with the most powerful uh, passions to do evil can do the most good. And so, 
we're now coming back to what's going on in America today. Law and order, lack of law, lack of order. Spineless politicians, left-wingers destroying our courts. Prisoners freed from prison, not to do good, but to do harm, to do evil. Think about all the violence in our country today. Can't you put two and two together? How many of the rioters were just let out of prison and having the best time of their lives? They get to riot. They get to beat up police. They get to loot. They probably get a lot of free sex from the dummy college girls. That's a nice, nice way to spend your day instead of locked up, isn't it? Just think about it. You get out of jail. You join a riot. You put on a little uh, outfit. You get love. You get sex. You get adulation. And the more violence you commit, the more they look up to you. Isn't that nice? That's Biden's uh, army. That's Biden's army of the night. But again, just before I leave you on this Yetzirah thing, it's the opposite, by the way, of the inclination to do good. There's another one, the other side. The Yetzirah is the evil side. And then there's the good inclination. And how I came to understand it is like this. I saw this as a man who has a team of horses, let's say eight horses, and he's sitting on a wagon, and all of the horses are harnessed together. Now, at first, they're not all harnessed together, and they're not pulling in the same direction. The horses are all pulling in different directions, or the horses haven't been, been harnessed. Those are your evil, evil forces. You've got to corral them one by one. You've got to talk to them, and you've got to tame them, and you've got to bring them together, put them in the harness, and then if you get this team of eight horses that were pulling you in pieces and you talk to that team of horses and you tell those horses what direction you want them to go in you can literally move mountains and you could do things you will never believe were possible and that's what i wanted to say to you today on the savage nation savage Our fight for America. Our fight for America. Well, that's what it was. Interestingly enough, the original title of the book was to be Trump's fight for America. But somewhere around January, February, I said no to the publisher. Change the title to Our Fight for America. Because this goes way beyond one man. It's our fight for America. The war continues. And we are at a... I, what do you want to call this? This is not a civil war? 90 days of war in the streets of Portland, Oregon? That's not a civil war? by people who will not stop until they are stopped? And who do you blame for the violence? Today I try to lay the blame on something psychological, Freud's death wish. And I tied BLM and Antifa to Biden because they're tied at the hip. They're one and the same. Have you yet heard Biden say no to violence? Have you heard Biden say to BLM, stop it, go home? Have you heard Biden say to Antifa, Okay, you've made your point. Now get off our streets because you're doing more harm than good. Have you heard Biden say that yet? You heard him say nothing. That hologram in the basement. And behind him, never forget who was behind him. Not, I don't even mean just the, the supporters. Look who the vice president is if he wins. Do you know who Kamala Harris is and what she stands for? Do you know what machine she comes from? The Pelosi machine of San Francisco? Pelosi, has she condemned the violence? Has she said no to BLM? Has she said no to Antifa? Has she said this is unacceptable? She is behind the insurrection going on in America. And that is why I say to you, our fight for America is total. 
please check it out on Amazon. It must be read by all. Thank you for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network.